Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk eBay, episode 16, my favorite number. Um, <laughs> I am your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustlers. You can find me on Instagram, sin underscore city underscore hustlers. I update my Instagram almost daily. When I get a chance, I work full-time also. Anyway, um, we're going to go over my weekly sales, uh, eBay news, and we're going to go over... Uh, Go to Weird Listing of the Week. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, at the beginning of the top of the show, you heard a band called The Heavy. Uh, that name of the song was uh, What Makes a Good Man. Uh, the song uh, was released in, as a single from their third studio album, The Glorious Dead, in May of 2012. Uh, music video for the song was also released on Vivo and YouTube. Uh, it's a really good song. Uh, the Song peaked at 127, which is surprising because it's a, like I said, it's a good song. On the French singles chart, the song was also used during credit sequences in the video game Borderlands, the pre-sequel. It's also used in a Russian television commercial. Uh, other songs they've used in like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. But they're just an all-around great band. I'm a big fan of theirs. Uh, just go ahead and give them a listen. Uh, the Glorious Dead album is probably their best album uh, to date. So go ahead and pick that up. Take take a listen. Uh, they have other songs on there. Same old. Uh, How You Like Me Now. Just an all-around great band. All right. On with the show. Um, this week, we're going to have a reseller. Uh, she goes by the Instagram handle Fifi underscore resells. And we're going to get her on, get her story, get her journey as a reseller. And let's talk to her right now. Hello? Hello, Fiona? Yes. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Um, how are you t- uh, today? It's what, it's the afternoon in Florida, right? Um, yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's still morning yeah. here in Las Vegas. <laughs> I know. So crazy. But uh, thank you for agreeing to come on. I appreciate that. Yes, definitely not a problem for me. <laughs> um, I I like to interview uh, resellers on my podcast just to mm-hmm. get their uh, story on how they got into selling on eBay and making a business of it. Um, okay. How did uh, my first question to you is how did you discover reselling? How did I discover reselling? Well. Um, it it started this way, um, 2016, like late to mid to late 2016, I started couponing and, um, I realized that a lot of people were making a lot of money reselling the stuff they coupon because a lot of times you get stuff for, you know, you buy the things using the coupons, you, you buy them for a couple cents or you, they even give you money back sometimes. So you're not only getting free, but you're getting paid by the store and then you sell it. And then, you know, so um, I took the things to the flea market one time and sold a good amount. And the next time I took it out there, um, I met this guy and he pretty much bought up everything I had because he said he sells them too. So, um, you know, me and him got to talking a little bit and then he tells me that he does eBay I'm like, oh, wow, really? Like, in my mind, it's like, well, how do you, 
like make money on eBay. If you sell, you know, one thing here, one thing there, you know? Yeah. So after that, I don't know what happened. I was on Instagram. I didn't really think about getting into it then, but um, it was in the you know back of my mind. So um, one day I was on Instagram, and I don't know, someone must have liked a reseller's post or something, and then I looked at it, and then the floodgates opened. I started seeing more and more and more, and I'm like, oh, my God, this you can actually make money on eBay. Or, you know, reselling. And I said, you know what? I could try this. And I went out, bought something. I bought a couple things. I spent more money than I should have. And I really wasn't aware of brands or what people actually bought or wanted to buy. I just, you know, jumped out there and said, let me try it. So I think I bought. uh, Did you you do any heavy research before you did it or you just jumped right in? No, that, looking back now, that's the only thing I said I would have changed is actually me going out there and doing the research and doing that before I actually jumped into doing eBay full time. Okay. So, because, you know, I don't like to to wait. I like to just get the ball rolling and, and, you know, so, yeah, so I did that. I still have. The, the things that I bought at first, I have still a good amount of them because they're things that just don't sell. Like Forever 21 stuff, like I told you, I didn't know the brands that well. Um, like uh, evening dresses, I still have a few of those and a few of the Forever 21. They are selling now because I do put them on auction every once in a while, but um, I still have many of those. You know what? The, the the more I do it, the spend researching and and everything. I'm finding better brands and and selling better things, <clears throat> making more of a profit. But yeah, like I said, I would definitely have done a lot more research than I did when I first started. See, that's that's very interesting to me because when I've interviewed other resellers, they'll be like, yeah. Um, I discovered reselling and most of them say I, on YouTube, I, I started you know, watching so-and-so resell and that's how I got into it. But your, what, what I like about your story is it's, you just jumped right in without doing any type of research. I always like, when I see something and I want it and I want to do it, I figure out how to get it done and I jump in and I do it and make the mistakes along the way. But this one, like I said, I think about it all the time. I, I say, and when every anybody asks me, you know, how do I get into it? I tell them first, you need to sit there, you need to research what people are buy, buying, especially the younger people, because they spend a lot of time online buying the stuff. And you need to pay attention to what they're buying and what they like before jumping in. Because, you know, growing up, we, we know Old Navy, we know Forever 21, we know the gap. We know all of that, but nobody's buying like buying it. Their resale value is actually very low. Even if they're brand new, they don't sell. Still, don't sell as well because they're just already so cheap in the stores that you can't really make such a good profit off of it. I mean, Forever Twenty One sells. It, it started out. It was selling really good for me. I can't complain. But you know, as time went on. It just kind of slowed down. Yeah, I understand because even if it's a high-end brand, and I've I've come to discover this as as a reseller, um, 
even if it's high end brand and they go for a lot, it doesn't mean it's going to sell because it could be saturated with listings. So it could be like an endless supply of this item that you're selling. So it could take a while before it sells. Exactly. Like, that's why I don't, you have to think about, you know, when you're putting in the money, the money out there, the investment, you know, you'll find something that sells for a thousand dollars and maybe get it for a hundred dollars, you know, money into it that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make that right away it could sit in your store for three four or five years and not sell so you have to make sure you're making a wise investment something that's not going to affect you right away waiting for this item to sell (laughs) right so yeah um was there anybody in particular that influenced you to start reselling or like you said you just jumped right in no. Um, well, the the guy that I saw I met at the flea market, he didn't really influence me, but he was the first person that I met that was actually doing it. But then once I did start looking at the, the, um, the people on IG, I just, you know, was going through their pages. I don't quite remember who they were. Yeah. I think I reached out to one lady um, before I started, but for some reason she never responded. So even to this day, I don't know. But, um, you know, no, no, I don't remember quite who they were. Now, do you have a, do you have an eBay store or do, do you cross list in other platforms or are you just strictly eBay? Yeah, I have one eBay store. I have a Poshmark store and I do Amazon FBA also. Oh, okay. And how's, yeah. uh, how's FBA working out? FBA, FBA is actually really good. If you take the time, like if I take the time I put into eBay, into FBA, I would be like killing it. <laughs> um, but no, I'm no for real because I haven't sent them in a thing since June, and I'm still getting sales. Okay. You know, so if I were to really get into it and send them the stuff like it, at least once a week, they would sell. Um, the thing with FBA is like I just, you know, going out there finding the items. Unlike eBay, once you put something on, on Amazon, to me it sells a lot quicker and it, it's 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 a better platform for certain things. Like I do books, I do toys and I do games. Toys and games, they're gonna sell all the time. Books, unless you have the right book or it's the right season, then books not so good. <laughs> but you know, it's going out there, you know, and I was planning on doing the the um the Toys R Us, you know, the, the clearance and everything, but they ended up closing before I got a chance to to go out there and you know get some of their things. But it's hard finding the games and the toys for FBA, especially at just the thrift stores. You know, I've I've done Ross and you know the cost is still a bit high. I haven't found like that one golden item that is replenishable that I could find anywhere and you know, like that. So it's a bit harder to me to do FBA for me. And, you know, because I, I'm just not finding the items now. When I do find them, I do send them in. But it is just harder for me to do the FBA than eBay. I mean, I find clothes anywhere, you know. So you would say you would say eBay was a lot easier to sell on that platform than FBA? No, I would say eBay is a lot easier because you can put anything on eBay. Right. Just about anything. And, you know, it'll it'll sell. You don't know when it's going to sell, but it'll sell. 
Amazon to me, it's harder not to get the items sold, but to actually for me to actually find the things to send into them. And plus, if you're if you're new for Amazon, um, there, there's a lot of restrictions on Amazon, so yeah, you really can't there's sell a whole lot. Of a ton of restrictions. It would take you a while to get unrestricted as a yeah. seller on Amazon. Not to discourage people from from doing an Amazon, but you know, when the early days of Amazon, you could pretty much send anything in. But now, a lot of the companies are are restricting their items from being sold. Well, that's that's one thing I really do respect and like about Amazon is that they do have these restrictions, and it's limiting certain people from just jumping in there and making a big mess of you know Amazon. Unlike eBay, I do love eBay, but there's so many things like wrong with eBay. It's ridiculous. They, they these new updates every month, these glitches every month, everything. It's it's just a whole mess over there right now. Like my sales have completely like tanked on eBay. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know when they're gonna fix it, but it's a complete mess. And I think that if they just stick to, you know, what they know and what they were doing before, it would be. It, it would be amazing. You know, Amazon's not jumping up. They're not, you know, switching this, this week and switching it back the next week. You know, they have their rules in place. They have their restrictions in place. You can make a good living, you know, as long as you're not doing any kind of fraud or, you know, you know, anything. You know, you jump on eBay, the scammers come out, the fraudsters come out. Yeah, definitely. The thing... I rather not put on eBay just the the um, pure fear of getting scammed. Yeah, you know. But I'm, I still do love eBay. Don't get me wrong. It's just the glitches, the updates, all of that is just it messes up everything. Yeah, you're like, not the you're not the only seller that was frustrated. I was frustrated with eBay because when I started early this year, um, it was. I just started just signing up and then I had the 50 free listings. This was before I opened up my store yeah. and, you know, and then I see all these, these newsletters come out from eBay saying, we're going to implement this. We're going to change that. And all these resellers that I follow on Instagram and YouTube, they're like, you know, eBay is going to be coming in with a lot of changes, be prepared, all that stuff. And it was kind of, uh, I was, I was a little upset about the changes, but, then again, you got to look at it from eBay's standpoint. It's like they, they're trying to help the buyer, and I'm hoping that they're hoping this. Uh, they're trying to help the seller as well. And I've talked about this in other uh, podcasts where I think eBay uh -huh. needs to have some sort of equilibrium when it comes to the buyer and the seller. Yeah, because eBay you, is all about. They're all about the buyer at this yes. point. There's nothing they're doing now that it's is seller centered centered you know you make all these rules you know a buyer can you know scam a hundred sellers out of their items but yet you still allow them on there you know you have some bad sellers too but yeah something else yeah but, but then you got to look at it again it's just, it's ebay it, it's their it's their company and you know right. they're going to implement their policies and you just kind of at the end of the day, you just have to kind of roll with the punches and, and yeah. just kind of deal with it. Pretty much. You just got to stick into it and, and wait till, you know, they, they fix it, you know? Yeah. Um, how was your Q4 so far? 
My who? Your Q4, the fourth quarter. When, when did it start? <laughs> Technically, the Q4 started in September because usually that's the, the last four months of the year. But um, oh. I don't know. Have your sales picked up at all? No. no. Um, yeah, my, my last week were, weren't that great, but uh, or two weeks ago, but uh, last week was pretty good. I actually had a pretty good My last week. Sorry, but my I, just just sorry. <laughs> like okay. my last good month was June. Okay. June, like I was doing good. Like I I'm used to making a certain amount on eBay, and it was it kept getting you know higher and higher. When I tell you July, my sales is like half of what it usually is, and it's still at that point right now. <laughs> And, you know, I'm listing every day. So it's not like I'm just sitting around not doing anything. Yeah. I'm listing every day. I'm, I'm doing what I've dropped. Like every single one of my items, the prices have dropped. I spent like the past months like cutting prices, cutting prices. And so I know it's not my prices. I know it's not me listing every day. So like it, it tells me that it's an internal issue. Because I hear a lot of people complaining about sales tanking. I mean, last year during the the summer slowdown, I didn't I didn't I didn't witness any of it. My sales kept getting higher and higher. So you know, once this summer came, it was ridiculous. Like yeah, I've never seen sales this low since I've started. Yeah, they were pretty slow. Mine were pretty slow, but uh, mine actually, you know, mine are picking up. It's I had a couple weeks ago, I had a slow week, but this week was, it was actually really good for me. Yeah. This week, meaning Monday started off a lot better than, you know, the other week. So I'm hoping that this is the turning point. Um, but before that, those, those couple months were completely, they were horrible. <laughs> They'll pick up. They'll pick up. No, they were, they were terrible. Like I literally sat there and I wanted to cry because you know, I put a lot of work into eBay. I have over a thousand items listed, you know, so it's like, I thought I was doing something wrong, but you know, in actuality, I'm not. And I feel like they should fix your system to where if you're actually putting in the work, then you should see some sort of, you know, outcome. They, they can't throw your things and I understand, you know, that too. They have so many sellers. They have so many items listed. Your items aren't going to come up at the top every time. But there's just so much of that one item. You know, right. sometimes, like the past, since last August, actually, I noticed that my items probably were getting three to four views per item which actually just started to change last month. I noticed they're getting a lot more views. So I was, I, I don't know what caused that because my items usually get a lot of views and, and all of that. I mean, the views are getting better. Hopefully the sales are getting better. You know, I've been putting a lot of time now into Poshmark because Poshmark has been really like good to me now that eBay, you know, is slow. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the one main thing about reselling is you can't put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah, eBay is great when eBay is great, but what happens when they're not great? Yeah. You have to have that backup. And Poshmark is a great backup. Um, FBA, 
used to be a great backup, but like I said, the fault is mine. I haven't been sending them in um, anything, actually. So that's kind of my fault. But if I do put the work into it, FBA would be awesome. That's uh, who. Uh, how can people find you on social media? Well, my everywhere. My name is Fifi F I F I underscore boutique, except for Poshmark, where it's Fifi underscore boutique too. Okay. So yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, I'm on. I do have a um, business page on Facebook. It's Fifi Boutique Store, I believe. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter. I a lot of items on there. So I don't really go on there. You can send me a message on there, but I probably won't respond. The best place is Instagram because I'm on there 24-7 or even Facebook. Um, yeah. Um, what is, uh, your, where in Boston, Florida do you live? Wait, wait, wait. I can't hear. Yeah, it might be the app. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> the app has has a lot of glitches sometimes. Okay, I hear you. No, I had it on Bluetooth and a call came in, so it's... it's oh. <laughs> That's okay. All right, I hear you now. Whereabouts Florida do you live? I live in South Florida, um, right around the Fort Lauderdale area. So, you know, that is a good place to find great items to resell, which I'm very lucky in that aspect. So do you source every day? What is your daily routine? My daily routine, okay. Um, I, I take the kids to school. And then after that, I'm usually at the bins for a couple of hours. Um, if you guys don't know what the bins are, they are uh, Goodwill outlet paper paper pound stores um so I'm usually there I do find a lot I find better things at the bins than I do anywhere else um so yeah I go to the bins for a couple hours and then after that I go home and do my shipping um and I ship every day you know except for Saturday yeah um, depending on how many items I have to ship just tells me how long I can stay at the bins so I usually get back by maybe 11.30, 12 in the afternoon and do my shipping. Then around this time, I go pick up my kids, um, which I'm actually waiting at school right now. And then once we get home, I do photos and I list. So, now, you are a, a full-time reseller? Yeah, I do it full-time. That's awesome. That's actually one of my goals right now because I am part-time and I do work a full-time job. Right. And I just hoping eventually one, one day that I can do it full-time. And that's one of my main goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The main thing with this reselling is, like I said, having, it's a, it's a profit margin. You, have, you can't spend over a certain, like there's this one couple on Instagram. I'm sure everybody knows who they are because they posted their, you know, income from the reselling. And I think she made well over 120,000 for the year, but their take home was like 20 grand. Yeah. Like they laid into them, but that's the thing too. They, they source really high. They spend a lot of money on the, 
the items that they they were listing, but then their profit was so small. Yeah. So that's why it's good for me that I have the pins right down the street because I pay probably 75 cents for each item and I can flip it and make 20 bucks easily. So right. you have to be mindful. Even if you're going to regular thrift stores, I usually keep a budget of under $4. If it's over $4, like I'm not buying it because I want to know that even if I sell it for $10, I could still make a good amount of profit. Right, because you got to consider, you know, the eBay fees, PayPal fees, you know, final value fees, everything like that goes into consideration. That you spent sourcing the items, you know, you have to, you know, put all of that in there. You can't just say, oh, my God, this sells for $100. Let me buy it for $60. No, yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, One last last question, Fiona. Um, What did, if uh, for a new seller, someone who's just starting out on Mm -hmm. eBay, what advice would you give them? Like I said, the first thing is to do research, like research until you can't research anymore. You have to, even if you have to pull people and find out what they like, look at the trends, go on eBay. They do have like the trending section, look on Poshmark, you know, stuff like that. Even ask other resellers, although a lot of them will not tell you because they're just like selfish like that. But me, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you what sells because my thing is there's no way I can find all this brand to sell. So if you come across it, you know, you sell it and make the money. (laughs) But yeah, the research, um, try to keep a budget, keep your um, your sourcing, um, what you're spending out, keep your overhead very low. Yes. You know, that way you can always get your profit right that's really good advice yeah keep it going. that's why i say i'm very you know blessed that i have a bins you know and, and i find excellent like excellent and they're like really in not in the best quality but they're in great quality to where you can sell it really well right if it's in really good condition you can flip it for profit even if it's not and you buy it there a majority of the time you spend less than a dollar on it. Even if you sell it for 10 bucks, you make two, $3 easy. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. I, I'm at the bins because Las Vegas has uh, two Goodwill bins and mm-hmm. one Savers bins. Actually, Savers has a bins here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I do have a few choices to go to when, I, yeah, when I'm yeah, sourcing. Las Vegas bins are, are really good. I hear they're yep. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. all right uh fiona thank you so much for being on the show i no appreciate problem. it uh again where can they find you on uh instagram instagram is fifi underscore boutique um my page is open you can send me a request you cannot it's all up to you awesome thank you so much for being on the show um again oh, i'm gonna have you back on again and, and get an update on your uh on anytime. your story anytime all right thank you so much All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now it's time to go over some of my week weekend sales. Um, I'm actually really happy with my sales. My sales last week were like, eh, not that great. I don't know if it's like the calm before the storm because of Q4, but my sales last week were amazing. 
Uh, I had 15 total sales, which breaks the record of, I think, nine sales I had one time. So, and I know it's Q4 and sales are going to pick up, but I had 15 sales over the week and weekend, which was amazing. I finally hit double digits as far as sales. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them because that would just take forever and you guys will probably get bored and shut the podcast off. But uh, I'm going to go over the highlights of some of these sales. And that way you guys get a sense of, you know, what sells and what doesn't. When I was saying what I sell sells tremendously a lot, but you know, these are sales that were good for me. And two, uh, some of these listings that I put up here were really easy to put up here. So um, let's let's start with um, shoes. Shoes are really easy to list. And because you just put them on the table with a white background or whatever you got, snap a few photos and look up, you know, the color code, if it has a color code on there or a model number. And usually you can find the same pair or whatnot on eBay, and you can pretty much copy what other people have listings for. Maybe, you know, you'll word it a little bit different, but usually the same style of shoe is pretty much on the listing. So whatever you put on the listing is usually the keywords you want to use for people to look up the shoe. So um, the first one I sold this week, which was awesome, it was a great start to my week, was a pair of uh, Asics uh, for women running shoes. Uh, a6 women's gt3000 running shoes and the color the colorway on it was was pretty cool uh what they call midnight silver pinkish glow to it and that's what i put on the listing and i believe i purchased these shoes at the bins i think i found them at the bins and i again everything i i i purchased or found uh my sourcing is usually at the bins or a savers. And I usually play like a less than a dollar or more, you know, than a, no more than a few bucks. So uh, these ASICs, of course, under a dollar, I just paid maybe a buck for them. Found them at the bins. ASICs Women's GT3000 running shoes. Listed them. I think I had listed them less than a month. And they, so I think I had them up for $64.99 because that's currently what the other shoes on eBay were listing for. Um, $64.99, I took a best offer of $61, which is amazing because I think the buyer put in like 50 bucks or something. So we we're negotiating back and forth, but we finally agreed to $61 and sold them for $61. And uh, these shoes in here came with a pair of uh, insoles that I guess were high-end insoles. And I have a friend who works at a shoe store. And she says, yeah, these these insoles, and I I cannot remember what the insoles are, are named. Um, but she said they're like $40, $50 just for these insoles. And they're like running insoles to keep your feet from, you know, cramping and aching or whatever. And so I sold them for 61 bucks, listed it as A6 Women's GT3000 running shoes with so-and-so, I think, uh, insoles in them. You know, so... She said, yeah, brand new, they're $40, $50. Sold them for $61, packed them up, easy to pack, uh, ship, shipped them out to their new home. So that was a good flip for me. I was happy with it. I started off the week. That was like a great start. Uh, next one was uh, Ralph Lauren Sport, uh, women's pink long sleeve cable knit sweater. And it's actually a good looking sweater. But the thing is, it's been in my store forever. 
months. I, I couldn't even tell you how long. Um, sold it for $17. That was the best offer. I think I had it up for $19.99. Best offer, $17. Finally got rid of it, agreed to the offer, and it shipped off to its new home. Uh, next up was a pair of uh, Nike, uh, another pair of shoes. But these are golf shoes. If If I'm gonna say a bolo for anything i would say a bolo for golf shoes now not just any golf shoes just but golf shoes that will sell because every time i I list golf shoes they sell these took a little bit longer to sell but they sold uh nike tiger woods uh men's uh leather golf shoes size nine just a basic pair of of nike golf shoes white uh with the nike uh, i think a black nike swoosh on the side, and it's just a Tiger Woods uh, shoe, and they brand new. I, you know, of course, I think they're over like a hundred some dollars. But uh, I found them at the bins. Uh, found one shoe. Looked through like three other bins to find the other shoe. Finally found it. And here's the thing with these shoes: they were beat to hell. They were just so beat up. But I got them anyway because they're Nike Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is doing well again golfing, so I figured they would sell. Took a little bit longer than usual to sell, but I, they sold thirty bucks. Of course, I got the shoes less less than a dollar, and I think I listed them for thirty nine, thirty nine dollars, and I took a best offer offer of thirty. I figured it was a good flip. You know, they didn't. You know, they don't cost that much to ship. You know, just I threw them in a large uh, padded flat or padded uh, mailer I got from the dollar store. You can get the really big ones. You know, they're a lot bigger than the, the padded flat rate. And you can pretty much stuff a pair of shoes in there. So that's what I did. Only paid a few bucks for shipping and it's off to its new home. So Nike Tiger Woods golf shoes. So if you're going to look for golf shoes, make sure. Um, I think Callaway sells great. Foot Joy, Nike, of course. Uh, some Adidas sell okay. Uh, but look out for those shoes and, and make sure you look them up to make sure they are selling. Uh, next up was uh, Ariat. Uh, the clothing name is Ariat Women's Fitted Blue Long Sleeve uh, Snap Down Button Shirt. It's like a cowboyish, cowgirlish uh, shirt, uh, like a really sky bluish uh, color. Uh, let's see. It has like uh, like that cowboy embroidered, embellished, you know, in the front. And I had them up for a couple months. It wasn't that long. And I found it at the bins. I looked them up. Comps were good. And listed it at $34.99. That's exactly what I got, $34.99. Uh, there was no negotiation or anything, which is my favorite part of selling, is they just buy them outright without even making an offer. So $34.99, Ariat Women's Fitted Blue Long Sleeve Shirt. Uh, it's a, instead of the button-down, it's to have snap buttons. But uh, it's a it's, you know, Western-style shirt, which was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, Rock Revival. I sold a, a pair of Rock Revival jeans. Um, had them up. These are the Andy straight. Now, if you guys sell jeans and you know jeans at all, Rock Revival are pretty high end. And found these at a thrift store in California. When I take trips to California to visit my parents or the in-laws, uh, we do through we do do some sh- uh, sourcing for thrift stores over there. And these were like a mom and pop thrift store. So all the clothing that they had in there was 50% off. So we looked through everything and we found a couple of Rock Revival jeans. They cost like five bucks. And I went ahead and put them up on eBay. 
sold them for $69.99. That was an amazing flip on that. Um, again, they just bought them outright, no negotiation, no best offer, and they just bought them for $69.99. Uh, actually, a good pair of jeans. Rock Revival is pretty popular, and I put them in a padded flat rate and shipped them off. Paid like six, oh, was it six ninety for a padded flat rate? So that was an, a really good flip on that one. And uh, you know, I was like thinking, I sold, I sold the shirt, I sold the uh, the Asics, I sold the Tiger Woods. I'm like, this is gonna be an amazing week because it was just sale after sale. So if you're prepared for Q4, be prepared for these these type of sales. Uh, next up was uh, a woman's top. I also got it at that thrift store I was talking about in California. And if you ask me the name of the thrift store, I have no idea. Uh, it's a Lauren Moshi Beverly Hills uh, woman's black graphic tee. And it's an open shoulder type, you know, T-shirt, kind of fancy. And the graphic is a mouth. It's kind of weird. It's a mouth with the tongue sticking out, but the tongue is all like blinged out and shiny. Uh, anyway, you can see it on my, you'll see it on my Instagram. Uh, I think I listed it for $34.99, I believe it was, but I took a best offer of 30 and just a, a, what was it size? It was a large, a large woman's, so it wasn't that heavy, so it only paid a couple bucks to ship and uh, put it in a, a poly bag, a couple of dollars to ship, and it's off to its new home. So it's a, when I look at the comps, it was a they're pretty high. It's a pretty high end brand, and uh, I knew it would sell. I think I had it for like maybe a month or two, and sold it for thirty dollars. So it's off to its new home. Uh, this one was not the greatest flip, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because they're just a basic pair of white jeans, and it's a uh, the brand name is uh, Ethel Ethel Classic Jeans. And they have like it's a gold sequence on the legs, and they weren't the greatest flip. Sold them for ten ninety nine, and when you sell jeans, if you know you sell jeans, you know they weigh over a pound, so it's it's going to cost a little bit to ship. So I put it in a padded flat rate, six dollars and ninety eighty cents ninety cents. So I only made like a couple bucks off of it. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because you guys, if you're selling, make sure you do your research and to make sure you're going to make a a real profit and if it's worth listing and i was watching one of the videos uh if you guys follow side hustle pros uh chaz and trista they're a husband and wife team and he was talking about make it worth your while make it worth where you know if it's clothing electronics or whatever you're selling shoes make sure it's worth your time to sell and this is the kind of sale that reminds me to do my research and to make sure it is worth listing. Um, Ten ninety nine. It cost me six eighty to ship. So you know, and that's not counting eBay fees. Uh, what is? Uh, I can't think of the name right now. PayPal fees. You know, all that comes into account when you're selling this stuff on eBay. So I'll probably only make like a dollar fifty when it comes down to it for these uh, jeans. And luckily, these jeans were just given to me. But it just reminds me that, you, you know, you can you can put stuff on here, but just make sure it's going to be worth your while. Make sure you're going to make a good profit off, off of it. And this is just a good reminder. So you guys out there, just 
make sure you do your research. I can't stress that enough. Just do your research when you're looking stuff up. You know, if you know something's going to sell, you just know right off the bat, you know, this is going to sell. That's going to sell. But if you're looking at something and you've never heard of the brand, you've never seen it, look it up. Make sure it's going to sell for you and make some money. So basically, that's what it boils down to. It's just going to make some money, right? All right. All right. On this, I don't want to keep rambling on about the jeans. Uh, next up is a concert tee. A concert tee by uh, it's an Ed Sheeran concert tee. I'm not a big fan of Ed Sheeran, but the T-shirt is actually kind of cool. It's like a, a cartoonish graphic type T-shirt of Ed Sheeran, and it has all the dates in the back. Now, I've heard that concert tees sell. This one was up for maybe a couple of weeks before it sold. $14.99 uh, paid. Uh, now you're going to make the guys make me think. I think it was at the bins. Yeah, it was at the bins. Uh, it wasn't at Savers. And here's the thing with this T-shirt. It's not the flip. It's the, it's the buyer. The buyer, I had a question about because when you guys look at the buyer and you have you see like their feedbacks next to their name, you see like 464 or 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 feedbacks or whatever. And you know they're just, just buy things constantly on eBay. This buyer had zero feedback, which is a red flag for me. But they they didn't negotiate a price or anything. They just bought it for $14.99, a zero feedback, probably just signed up for eBay and just started buying stuff, but no feedback. So it made me worry a little bit, and it's still worrying me a little bit that maybe it's going to get returned or it doesn't fit, you know, or something. You know, they didn't look at the description to see the measurement sizes of it. But I'm going to keep an eye on that one to see. Hopefully, it doesn't come back. Uh, but zero feedback. I'm not saying to be scared of buyers who have zero feedback, but it is a little concerning to find a buyer that has zero feedback. So, But you know, I sold it for $14.99, so I'm not going to complain right now until hopefully it doesn't get returned. Uh, <laughs> next up is uh, here's uh, another good flip. Um, it's a vintage BC BG uh, Max's area je uh, jeans women's dress. Uh, it has like that autumn leaves print on the dress. Um, it's spaghetti strap. And it's a size six, which isn't very big, but I sold it for $19.99. I, I could have sold it for a lot more because the comps uh, showed it was a lot more than that because it's vintage BCBG. But um, here's the thing. If you guys, again, I'm going to go back to, to the new sellers here. Now, I'm sure the experienced sellers already know this, but when you list something, make sure if it has any flaws, make sure you put that in the listing, that it has a flaw. Because if you don't put that it has a flaw and you sell that item and you ship it out and it gets to the buyer and they put it on or they try to, you know, if it's electronics or whatever and they plug it in, but in this case, it's a dress, you know, it, this dress has a hole in it. it, has a tiny little pin size hole in the front of the dress. And I saw it when I was listing it. I didn't see it when I got it. And I wasn't going to put it in the death pile because the comps were way too good on it. So I listed it as with flaws and, and then you put in your description where the flaws are and 
a picture of the flaw. So you got to make sure you take a picture of the flaw. Uh, if it's electronics, make sure if it's a broken knob or something's not working on it. In this case with clothes, there's, you know, rips, tears, stains, whatnot. Just make sure you put uh, the, in, the, in the listing and a description and a photograph. If, if you can photograph the flaw, do it. But this one had a small hole in the dress. So I took a chance on it, listed it with the flaw. And sure enough, someone bought it for $19.99. Um, it was just a really small hole in the dress. Um, you know, maybe someone with fashion sense can maybe fix, you know, sew it up or something like that. But I put it with flaw. It's still sold. What what I'm trying to say is it's still sold because it does have a flaw. So don't be scared to put things on there that has flaws because there's people out there who will buy it anyway. Either they'll fix whatever's wrong with it or they just buy it, you know, because they don't care if there's a flaw in it. So just be aware, you know, just list your flaws on there, whatever you're selling. Um, my I want to say my flip of the week. I want to say because it, it was quite a bit for him. I don't want to say it's my flip of the week because I don't want to get into that segment where my flip of the week is you know dun 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 um i saw the pair of nike air force ones uh 07 brand new without the box i got them in a nike outlet and yes sometimes i will go into the nike outlet stores or whatever and look for uh discounted stuff um thank you hustler hacks and hustle b um they were a olive when well, i see the let me see uh the colorway is a grove green and uh, black swoosh. So basically the shoes are, are all green with the Nike, uh, black Nike swoosh. And I sold them for 99 bucks uh, straight up. No offer or anything. They, the person just bought them and uh, 99 bucks. And they're actually a pretty nice pair of Nike Air Force ones. And I would have kept them for myself, but they're not my size. <laughs> and plus I don't, you know, I don't have anything green to wear with. Um, but I sold them for ninety nine, ninety nine. Um, packed them up real nice because I knew someone paid quite a bit of money for them. You know, if they would have bought them at a Nike store full price, I think they would have cost like one hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, something like that. And this was a deal, and this was a deal for me for ninety nine bucks. And I only, um, I only paid twenty four, twenty four. I'm trying to remember now because I bought a couple of Nikes that day. Man, you guys are gonna make me think now. It was twenty four ninety nine, I think it was twenty four ninety nine or twenty four ninety seven. They weren't that much, just twenty five uh, twenty five bucks basically, and flipped them for ninety nine. It just uh, it just great flip for me. Uh, didn't take that long to sell. Had them up for maybe a month, a little over a month, and they sold for ninety nine bucks. You know, I was usually I put on the listing best offer on there, it'll automatically make the best offer, which was 95 bucks. So if he would offer 95 bucks, it would automatically accept it. So when you do best offer on your listing and you put click on that little box underneath the price where it says best offer and your best offer is, you know, I put listed them for 99 99. My best offer would have been $95, but no, he just bought them for 99. So, it was awesome for me. I woke up and I saw the, the sale. I'm like, yes, I sold them. You know, so it was it was great. Um, 
you know, everything else that I sold, I don't want to, I can talk about them, but I don't want to keep going on because then the segment will just last forever and it'll be a two hour podcast. <laughs> so, um, it was a, a pretty good week. I sold 15 items and I, you know, yesterday, um, a lot of them were sold during the weekend and late Saturday into Sunday, which you guys know, post office is not open on Sunday. So I had to wait till Monday. So I had over like six packages to deliver to uh, the post office yesterday before I went to my full-time job. But uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, it was a great sales week. Um, I'm very happy. This makes me uh, ecstatic saying, you know, to, this is why I do what I do. This is this is the final outcome of why I list on eBay and why I have a side business of eBay is, is for these type of sales. <clears throat> and I, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. And I can't, you know, I can't wait for Q4, you know, when everybody starts shopping. So it was uh, good, you know, and I, I only been doing this for nine months, you know, and I always say I only been doing this for nine months or eight months or seven months. You know, I consider myself still a, a new seller. And you guys know that I interview other sellers and they've been doing it for like two years, three years, 15 years, 13 years or whatever. You know, so to me, I'm, I'm a newbie and I'm still learning. So this makes me very, very happy. So if you're new out there and you're listening to this, man, just be patient. This this is a game of, of patient, being patient. Um, there are some quick flips, but they're going to have some some um, slow movers where they're going to sit for a while and just be patient. That's, that's all I can say. Just be patient and, and things will happen. Just keep listing every day. Uh, just make sure you're listing good stuff and sales will come in. You know, no, don't get down on yourself that, you know, not, nothing's selling or anything. Just give yourself time. And that's pretty much it. Um, for my sales this week, uh, now we're going to go on to some eBay news and go ahead and talk about some eBay news. Now it's time for some eBay news. I did find this article on dailyherald.com and I thought it was pretty interesting because it does pertain to eBay. And the headline is Back to the Future DeLorean joins Volvo Auto Museum's eBay auction lineup. And the article goes on to, uh, it's a perennial fan's favorite that came surprisingly close to being given away as part of the 2015 promotion involving the Chicago Cubs, who were predicted in a certain film to win the World Series that year. Now, if you guys remember, if you guys are Back to the Future fans, uh, I do remember, I think it was Back to the Future 2, where Marty McFly goes to the future. and the it said two, I think it was 2015 14 2015 I think it was and the ticker uh news on when he was in in the future said Chicago Cubs win World Series and I believe the Chicago Cubs won the World Series a year after I think it was 2016 so it was pretty close to prediction uh anyway uh, sadly for Cubs fans, Back to the Future, DeLorean, um, DeLorean uh, it would be another year before the boys in blue would claim the championship. But for those still interested in the Volvo Museum's flux capacitor fuel DeLorean, 2018 could be the year. 
Uh, it goes on to, uh, indeed, it will be the year for some lucky bidder as the car has now joined the roster of vehicles that are selling, auctioning off more than one car. A roster of vehicles and other rarities being auctioned at no reserve. Uh, highest bidder takes it regardless of price. So usually if you guys are, are sellers or, or sellers or buyers, you guys can put a, a reserve on an auction where if it doesn't hit a certain uh, price, you don't have to sell it. So there's no reserve for these prices or for these vehicles um, and other stuff they got on there. Uh, it says uh, highest bidder takes it regardless of price. Uh, this month on eBay, said Brian Graham's director of museum. Uh, the only screen used DeLorean ever released into private hands by Universal Pictures uh, sold in an unrestored condition for more than half a million dollars in 2011. The uh, Graham said the museum 1981 DeLorean is an early uh, exhibit. Uh, sorry, I'm just like brain farting to exhibition model of the year made famous in the Back to the Future series and a signed and a signed gem of George Barris star car collection. It is a fully functioning car featuring all the movie versions props. The museum values it at 80 to 100,000. Now, if it's, they're not predicting it's going to sell for that much, that's what they value the car at right now. I really, uh, a quote, I really struggled with this decision, Graham said, of adding the Back to the Future DeLorean to the September 19th to 25th auction list. 25th is today, which will be the last day. Uh, this is the car that has captured the imaginations of so many visitors over the past two decades. It's a car we've continuously displayed for longer than most any other vehicle we've ever had. Uh, but I have an opportunity to buy a flying version of the private from a private collector. And part of the draw here is the Volvo Auto Museum is that we provide an ever changing experience for our guests. So while it'll be difficult to part with this one, it's had a terrific run here and the time seems right. Uh, it also goes on saying, uh, among other vehicles include the upcoming auction will be the screen used Tucker replica, which is the Tucker car, an off-road Fast and Furious vehicle, and even Eddie Munster's personal 1964 Dragula coffin car. Now, that one will be pretty interesting for me. They don't have a picture of it, but I would like to see that one. The auction also is set to include everything from rare campers to vintage snowmobiles, gas-powered bicycles, tractors, and Disney memorabilia. Again, there is no reserve, and they won't come around again very often. Anyone interested can find the complete list of items being auctioned under events at volvocars.com. So if you go to the website, click on the events, and it'll show you the list of cars that they're auctioning off. And today is the last day for that. Be interesting to see what these cars sold for. I should have went to the website and looked it up, but I thought the, the article was pretty interesting. But uh, eBay, uh, the Volvo Museum is auctioning off these uh, movie cars. So you guys should go take a look at the website and see what uh, see what other cars they got listed on there. But eBay's going to be selling these cars, and that's pretty much it for eBay news. Uh, let's go on to uh, weird listing of the week.
Now it's time for a weird listing of the week. And this listing this week is pretty weird. I would have to say it. I think of all the weird listings of the week that I've talked about this. And I think this one's probably the strangest and weirdest. Um, the title of the listing, if you can call it that, is text or email live with the real person about anything. And then great advice and friendship. And it has one picture of a family, uh, the husband, wife, and the baby. Sort of a creepish looking photo. I, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about the family, but this it's really odd just putting this out there like that. You know, your baby, your wife, the husband, just it's just a complete weird listing. I mean, I saw it. I'm like, I got to talk about this because not only are you putting your family out there, you know, but it, it's a, a friendship, you know, they're, they're selling their friendship is basically what they're doing. And I'm all for capitalism, but <laughs> this is, this is strange. You just get advice and friendship. And the description on the bottom, oh, let me tell you who the seller is. Uh, the seller goes by uh, Matt Sebo, M-A-T-S-E-B-O underscore zero. They have 16 feedbacks. Um, and I went ahead and looked at the rest of the stuff they're selling. They're just selling a just a smorgasbord full of stuff. I don't know if they're just they're new sellers. They only have 16 feedbacks, but. It this what they're selling here is basically their friendship, which I think is just odd and strange, you know, just to do that. And the description is need someone to talk to? Question mark. Uh, need some advice without being judged. My family is here to help with anything you need to talk about. Become friends to the end. It's a win-win situation for both our families. My wife and I both work fifty hours plus, uh, fifty plus hours a week. I line lead for a for Chevy, he wrote Chewy, and my wife is a personal care aide. With a family, we struggle financially. With your help, we can give you all the time you need. Just ask, and then it just goes dot 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 dot. Now, with that description being strange itself, um, they both work fifty hours a week. Now, when you put my wife and I work 50 plus hours a week and then you say my family is here to help with anything you need to talk about. It's a win win situation for both our families. We'll give you all the time you need. How much time do they have, really, if they're both working 50 hours a week? And they got a baby. That just is a strange listing all together, all around. I mean, you, I'll put it on my Instagram and you guys can look at it yourself. I mean, the fact it's just one photo of the family and they'll give you friendship, friendly advice and friendship if you need it at a cost. Now, if you needed to talk to somebody, you know, if you're concerned about something or you needed some advice, you would just go to like a family member or a friend, right? And they would just like, give you free advice, you know, without charging you, but, uh, 
I'm really struggling with this. It's five hundred dollars to talk to them. Five hundred five zero zero dot zero zero, and they'll give you advice and friendship all the time you need. Now, both working fifty hours plus, I don't think they have that kind of time. So, I mean, fifty hours a week—that's just a lot, especially when you got a, a kid. In that photo, $500, and they'll give you awesome advice and friendship. I mean, I wonder I wonder what their real lives are. Like, do they have friends? And I'm like, hey, um, so-and-so, Joe Blow, uh, can I get some advice? Sure. Go on eBay, pay $500, and we'll give you great advice. But very strange and very weird that's one of this is more I could say this is my one of my weirdest uh listings I've seen on here. Just very unusual to put yourself out there, ask for five hundred dollars, and they'll text or email live with you. Just amazing. This is I'm almost speechless. Seriously. This is just the more I talk about it, the more strange it gets. <laughs> it's very strange, but that's my weird listing of the week. Again, I want to thank Fifi underscore resells. Her name is Fiona. Go ahead and follow her on Instagram. Give her a follow. Give a follow her journey as a reseller. I want to, again, I want to thank her for being on. I appreciate it. Great guest. Great person. Uh, Fiona, just keep on hustling and keep making that money. And everybody out there, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Every day I check uh, my podcast and it seems to be gaining popularity. It seems to be a lot more people listening to it. And I appreciate everybody out there for listening to it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week. Hope your sales are good. Hope your sales are up. And keep on hustling.